such a, an amazing truth all throughout Scripture for us to lean hard on. He is our rock. I'm taking my song, the message, the text from Psalm 61. It says, to the chief musician on a stringed instrument, the Psalm of David. Hear my cry. The Lord moved mightily in first service. People were broken. We're living in a day and a time where people are burdened, stressed, anxiety, so much, so much to just be worried about. David says, hear my cry. Oh God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I feel the presence of God. Some of you know this to be true. He says, I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. What's he talking about? That? He's talking about the presence of God. I will abide in the tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert of thy wings. Then he stops in his little musical notation. He says, Salah. Pause. Stop. Think about that. Meditate on that. Let this be what stays in your mind all day and night. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast heard me. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. Thou wilt prolong the king's life in his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. O prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. So I will sing praise unto thy name forever that I may daily perform my vows. You know what that technically means? David is kind of in modern language saying, everything is going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Yeah. Sing it. We praise you, Lord. Hear my cry, O Lord. Attend unto my prayer. From the ends of the earth. From the
that message. For I am here for you, says the Lord. Trust my name. Look to my power. Know that I have not forsaken you, says the Lord. I am here. If you will but Allow my provision, allow my journey for you, I will bring the victory. I have victory for you, says God. I have total freedom for you, and there is an answer to the crisis of your heart's cry. I am God. I have not left you alone. I will lead you through, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we honor you and thank you this morning for the moving of your spirit. Touch us this day. Minister your word as we give ourselves to you and to the attention of your spirit in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. I can imagine David being in this place where he is king of Israel. He's king. He's already accomplished God's perfect plan and will, but he's found himself in this place. He's found himself in the, a, a low place. 
probably lower than any time he's ever been in his life. He's, he's overwhelmed. He's, he's just broken hearted. He pulls out something familiar to him. He pulls out that old harp that he used to use as a young shepherd boy. A harp. You say, oh, well, how do you know that? Don't read more into it. I, I, I did read it. It says, in verse 1, to the chief musician on a stringed instrument, a psalm, a song of David. But we know from scholars that he wrote this when his son Absalom had betrayed him, sought for his very life. He had run from Israel and from the palace. He was no longer welcome there in the tabernacle. He was out in the wilderness, sleeping on the floor, on the ground, in caves, hiding for his life. Word had come back that Absalom was dead. He could go home. And David, who loved his favorite son, loved Absalom. How many of you have ever had a child to break your heart? Have ever had a family member to destroy your peace, the very one you took care of in the midnight hours when they were sick, the one that you raised up, that you fed, that you clothed, that one that you loved. David loved Absalom. And this boy had grown a gallant champion of a man when he betrayed, turned against his father. now word has come back that he's dead. And David is overwhelmed. And he's broken. The Lord in preparing for this service and in this time, he, he spoke to me about where we are. And he said to my heart, minister to the brokenhearted. Minister to the overwhelmed. Minister to those who don't know what to do. Who don't know what to do. Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. We all know what this is like, I do. When I started really studying this scripture, Cindy, and I started really figuring out what, where it came from, what time it was in and, and the history of David, and he picked up an old harp. I, I thought about him on the hillside, you know, as a shepherd boy, and I thought he might have been thinking back to, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He's strumming his harp. When his heart was overwhelmed, the death of his son, and he thought about all the years and all the times that he'd come, the Goliath that he'd killed, and all of his life playing in front of him, and now his son was dead, and he was going back to that throne as king. He pulled that harp out. He said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than 
I don't know if he did Gary's version or not. But he wrote it. We all know these kinds of times in our lives. We've all been there. I've walked out of those, those ICU units. I've been to the cemeteries. I've been where there's been sadness and brokenness. I know what it is to lay awake and worry, stress, pace the floor. And you do too. Job 14 and 1 says, man who is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. John 16 and 33 though says this, these things have I spoken to you, Jesus said, that in me you may have peace. For in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Now, in the midst of our valley experiences, in the, the midst of the good, the bad, and the ugly, there is God. And all through scripture, he is described as a rock. He is my rock. He is my strength. fortress, the strong tower to run into. I think we can all relate to the problems, but we've got, I wonder if we all understand the truth of God's word, that in the midst of all that we go through, especially in 2019, just prior to the coming of the Lord, do we really understand that we have a refuge, that we have a strong tower? Sometimes I see so many folks in my office or in the altars or in the grocery store and everyone is just full and overflowing with anxiety and stress and there's so much sickness and there's so much death and there's so much uh so many different kind of situations that happen yeah, a job uh, fail, falls through the doctor gives you a phone call <clears throat> family uh, tragedies and all kinds of things i mean it seems like life can change on a dime can change in a phone call. And in all of that, David is a beautiful example. David, the young boy who killed Goliath, the young boy chosen by God to be king. David, the one that was favored and honored all through God, uh, God's work in his life as a man after God's own heart. Even he suffered. Even he messed up. Even he fell flat on his face. He represents to us that humanity that we all understand and know because we've been through it but the awesome goodness about it is that even when it gets to the place where you can't take it another day you can't move another muscle you can't wake up for a new morning when you get to that place when you can't cope you can't you're too stressed and your heart is overwhelmed he says in that moment, I will pick up what I know best, and that's my harp, and I'll strum and sing. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. That deep hope that we all carry in our hearts today, we have that assurance, we have that strength, we have that stability, we have all of the same things they had. Somebody asked me the other day, you know, I'm going to Israel in a few weeks. Thank you, Esperanza. Going to Israel in a few weeks, and someone said, with all the news that's happening over there the last couple of weeks, 450 rockets, I think, at the last I'd heard, perhaps by now even more. Someone said, are you, 
are you going to go? I said, yes. He said, why? <laughs> I said, because it's the land of the Bible. And what I've read in the Bible is that anybody who loves God, all throughout the scripture, you can read it from beginning to end, wherever people of God were, if God needed to part the waters, he parted the waters. If he needed to make a shelter, he made a shelter. If he needed to feed them manna from heaven, he did that. If he needed to send the birds to feed you, whatever he needs to do. Your enemies even, when they come at you, he's even liable to bury them in the middle of the river. And they're not coming out alive. God will take care of the men and the women who trust in him. He's my rock. He's my rock. Besides, I remember the wise old words of Audrey Purdom back many, many years ago after the 9-11 when I was taking a trip on an airplane out of the same airport where some of those terrorists were. And I looked at Audrey right up there about halfway up the pew and I said, Audrey, pray for me. I'm flying out of New York tomorrow and I am just a little panicked about it. She said, don't worry about it, kid. She said, they can only kill you once. Do you know what? I said, you're right. So I got on the plane. I just thought, it'll only last about 30 seconds, and then I'll be in heaven. You know, there's a, an old song we love to sing. Rock of ages, cleft for me. Let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded side which flowed be of sin, the double cure, save from wrath and make me pure. Nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling. Naked come to thee for dress, helpless look to thee for grace. Foul I to the fountain fly, wash me, Savior, or I die. While I draw this fleeting breath, when mine eyes shall close in death, when I soar to worlds unknown, see thee on thy judgment throne, rock of ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. Rock. Of ages. Rock. The guy who wrote that, he wrote it in 1776. Now you all are thinking, well, that was the year America was born. Very good. But he lived in England, so it was irrelevant to him. But in the very same year, he wrote this song. His name was amazing. It really technically goes down now as my favorite name in the world. Are you ready? Here it was. His name was Augustus. Montag Top Lady. Oh, Mr. Top Lady, how are you doing, sir? Love that name. I want to name my dog that. You know, I, Augustus Montag Top Lady, come here. Anyway, I liked it. You obviously didn't. First service really enjoyed it. So, this young man wrote many, many poems and hundreds of hymns wrote this particular hymn, one of his most famous in 1776. He got saved as a young man. He was born in England, raised there, but when his father passed away, his mom moved his family to Dublin, to Ireland. And so there he is in the countryside of Ireland. He makes his way up on a barn having a church service where a gentleman, warm-hearted layman named Morris, is just preaching from the Bible. He's just talking to them about the Bible. He takes his text from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. It says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off were made nigh by the blood of Christ. And from that, 
he was miraculously and wondrously saved at 16. He wrote these words about it. He said, strange that I, who had so long sat under the means of grace in England, should be brought nigh unto God in an obscure part of Ireland, amidst a handful of God's people met together in a barn and under the ministry of one who could hardly spell his name. Surely this is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous. Beautiful, wonderful testimony. He died at age 38, but when he died, his physician, giving him a last exam, laying on the deathbed, he looked up and he said, Doctor, how long? And the doctor looked at him and said, Well, your pulse is showing that your heart is beating weaker and weaker every hour. Top lady replied with a smile, Why, that is a good sign that my death is fast approaching. And blessed be God, I can add that my heart beats stronger and stronger every minute for glory. He said to a friend standing by, Oh, my dear sir, I cannot tell you the comforts I feel in my soul. They are past expression. My prayers are all converted to praise. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Man, to have that kind of class as a Christian. That kind of determination. That kind of foresight and knowledge. One minute past this life. We're standing in the promise of our reward. One minute past the crisis and the tragedies and the trials and the troubles of this life, the valleys of this life, and we're walking on streets of gold. You know, I, it's not even about the gold. It's not about the house. It's not about any of those things. You know what I live for? I've gotten old enough and I've come too far in my relationship with him that I'm telling you what, I can't wait until he looks me in the face, I can see his eyes, I can hear his voice, and I'm standing right there in front of him, and he says, well done, Ray, well done, enter thou into the joy of the Lord, you've been faithful over a few things, now I'll make you ruler over many things, I can't wait to hear him call my name, I live to please him, I live for the moment that we'll all be ejected from this place, I Love passing through here, but I love the idea of taking the next shuttle out. If y'all hear that I went on this afternoon, I want everyone to cry at least one tear and then turn around and say, well, he told us he couldn't wait to get there, so he's there. You know, I've said this many times. Sometimes we pray an awful lot. We pray people out of the very place we say we all want to go. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this world grow strangely dim. The light of his glory and grace. Can't wait to be so close to him. Rock of ages, cleft from me. You see, top lady knew something. David knew something. Audrey knows something. Hopefully we know it this morning. There's more on the other side of our victory, of our trials, of our troubles, of our day-to-day -day living. If we live in a constant state of faith, to trust that God has it, really has it, 
Why do we worry? Why do we fret? Why are we filled with anxiety? Why do we panic? Why do we live in fear? I'm telling you, um, every day is ordered. The steps of the righteous is ordered. He has a plan for us. We are living out his sovereign will. In our breath is his life. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Psalm 125 and 1. They that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever and ever. As the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from henceforth even forevermore. Psalm 91 and 2. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and he is my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. There's more on the other side. There's a mountain for every valley. You can't have a valley if there isn't a mountain. You can't call it a valley if there isn't a mountain on the other side, Peggy. If you're going through the valley, there's a mountain in front of you. And he takes us to the top. He is a God of the mountaintop. He's a God in the valley. He's a God that has promised to guide us through and to be that rock. All through the Bible, all through the scripture, the Lord gives us one example after another through the Holy Spirit-inspired Word of God that He is a rock, that He's a rock. All throughout Scripture, He's referred to as a rock in the Old Testament and the New Testament. In the Old Testament, he, multiple times, He's the rock, the rock of our salvation. He's the fortress. He's the high tower. In the New Testament, it's Jesus, our rock, the church built on Jesus, the rock. He's the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone. He, many, many times, the image is there for us, and it's painted the, so that we will always get an understanding inside of our own spirits because every now and again, we get in the flesh. Every now and again, we get all in the, I call it the mully grubs. We get down and depressed and discouraged, and we forget that beyond that blue, gloomy sky in front of us, the sun is still shining bright and skies are blue. We keep forgetting that he has a promised word over our lives to be, bring us into victory one after the other. We forget that our days are numbered, that once he, he knows the path that I take and when he has tried me, I will come through as pure gold. I am already in my victory. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a rock. Second Samuel 22 and verse 31 as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He's a buckler to all them that trust him. For who is our God? The writer of Samuel writes, save the Lord. And he says, and who is a rock? Save our God. He's a rock. I'm telling you, they've turned major forts. Gibraltar was made out of a rock. When you're looking to build, you, you look for a rock. You, you dig down until you get to the rock. You build a house. The old song for the children says the, the wise man built his house on the rock. And when the winds came and the floods came and it all came down, that man's house still stood. But the foolish man builds his house on the sand. And when the winds come and the floods and the rains come, his house fell and the fall of it was great let me tell you something you have built 
yourself on a promise foundation that is strong and it will stand through every trial through every storm through every heartache through every tragedy doesn't matter what's come down your path you can tell me how horrible tragic it is but I'm telling you what it does not touch him there's not a devil in hell there's not an angel in heaven there's not a human on the earth no matter how wicked they might be there is no body nothing anywhere created that can come between you and the plan the love that God has for you and he's designed over your life hallelujah the Lord is my rock my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler, and the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. Psalm 78 and 35, then they remembered that God was their rock, and the most high God, their redeemer. We just need to remember it again, don't we? We just need to remember it. You need to keep you a rock somewhere on your dresser so that when your alarm goes off and you're hitting that machine, you look over and you see that rock and you go, oh yeah, I remember. He's my rock and my redeemer. I can get up today. I can go and I'll have victory at the end of it all. It doesn't matter what happens today. It doesn't matter what I go through. I know that I know that I know when I get through, it will be victory. It may not come when I want it. It may not happen just like I think it ought to, but he's an on-time God, right? When it's necessary, he'll be there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise your name, Lord. First Peter 2 and 6. For this is contained in Scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a, cho a choice cornerstone, a precious cornerstone, and he who believes in him will not be disappointed. Mm, mm, mm. Other versions say, will not be put to shame, will not be confounded, will not be overcome. Dottie Rambo knew about this rock, and she said this, where do I go when there's nobody else to turn to? Who do I talk to when nobody wants to listen? Who do I lean on when there's no foundation stable? I know, she says, I go to the rock. I know he's able. I go to the rock. Where do I go when the storms of life are threatening? Who do I turn to when those winds of sorrow blow? Is there a refuge in the time of tribulation? I go to the rock. I know he's able. I go to the rock. I run to the mountain, and the mountain stands by me. When the earth all around me is sinking sand on Christ, the solid rock, I stand. When I need a shelter, when I need a friend, I run to the rock. Oh. Oh. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's a rock. We ought to have victory marches in here. We ought to be trailing around this sanctuary, giving a victory march every time we come together. There's no excuse for the mulligrubs. There's no excuse for depression and anxiety to plague the child of God. It's time to stand up, take those old grave clothes off, and start declaring, God, you are the God of my rock. You're my fortress. You are the one that takes me all the way through. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to God. 
David says it. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. They're safe. He said, hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. I'm telling you, he was going through so much. He, he knew, though. He knew he was safe. We got to know that we're safe. We got to know that it's all right. We got to get back to our faith. We got to move away as fast as we can from religion, from the stink of religion. We've got to get past being a part of high society church going. We've got to get down to business for the kingdom and trust in the Lord because the enemy, he comes as a thief in the night. He comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. But God is giving victory to those who will stand and remember that he is a fortress. He's a rock. He's a mighty God. David knew he was safe. He knew that if he cried unto God, the Lord would hear him. Jeremiah 33 and 3, you can know it too. Call unto me, and I will answer thee. I'm going to read it again. Call unto me, and I will answer you. And show you great things, mighty things that you don't know. You can trust him. Our song these days doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter how I feel. I may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. <laughs> it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Elisha to his ser servant, oh, open his eyes, Lord. In my prayer today, open the eyes of the people. Open the eyes of our church today, God, so that from here they can walk out and they'll be able to spread this faith to as many as they see or talk to. Lord, open up their eyes that they'll see that there is more that is for us than harm against us. You don't have to live in defeat. You don't have to live buried in your sorrow and feeling like you've been lost and God doesn't know where you are. Stand up. Be the son and the daughter of the God who made you and breathed life into you. And know that if you're standing in it, God meant it. And so stand up, square your shoulders, and get out there and do business for the king. Mm. He's a safe place. He's a God of peace. I love the fact that I'm going to get ready. So help me, Gary. I'll, I won't be as wild as I'll. Yeah, I will. <laughs> he said, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. Debbie, David knew. Can't do it. I can't fix it. I mean, if there's one thing David knew, David... Where am I at? Here we go. David knew the rocks. He knew the caves. He knew every, I mean, go back to when he was, Jeff, he was a shepherd. He knew the terrain. He memorized the landscape from Bethlehem all the way to Jerusalem. He knew it all. Whether he was a soldier or a shepherd, he was out there on that field, training, commanding armies of people, but also hundreds and thousands of sheep. He knew how to keep his sheep safe. He knew 
where every dangerous place was. He, he knew where he could get them and where they could hide out. He knew where to pray. He was a, he was a good shepherd. He knew every hiding place for his people. When Saul came after him, David knew where to go. David knew exactly what cave. He knew all the places. He had it all memorized. When Absalom sent his armies after him, he knew more than his son. He knew every crack and every crevice. He knew every hill. He knew every low place, every high place. He knew what to do, but in this instance, he said, with a broken heart, Lord, my heart is overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. I know all the places to hide, but they're in the place high enough this time. Lord, this hurt is deep. It's a wound in my heart. It's a wound in my spirit. It's life-changing. This is, I can't cope. I can't move. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock, the one that's higher than me. The one that's higher than anything I know. Deliver me from anything I could try to fix. I can't. And maybe you're there. Maybe you're there, Jackie. Vicki, maybe we're, we've been there. Lord, I, I don't know what to do. I've been there. And you know, in those moments, Jamie, where I didn't know, I, I was in a place, and I, I can tell, I know what he meant when he said, when my heart is overwhelmed. I've been there. And I've been to that spot where I looked at him, and I said, if you don't do something, ain't nothing going to happen. If you don't move, if we don't get a miracle, there ain't nothing happening. I stood there. And oh, I can tell you, I can testify to you. That in the moment when I felt the lowest, when my heart was overwhelmed, and I couldn't get up, I couldn't walk, I couldn't move, I've been there. Have you? You've been there. Within moments. He showed, he showed up, and he changed my life. Miracle, miracle, miracle. I'm one, how many, how many others can say, he showed up? Miracle, he showed up. Don't forget, don't forget. Don't get so caught up in your life. Don't get so caught up in busyness. Don't get caught up in the affairs of this world. We're waiting on the trumpet. Don't you get so caught up in this world. Don't forget where, how you were raised. Don't forget what you were raised up on. Don't forget the foundations that were poured into you. Don't you dare forget the promises that you memorized as a child. Don't you forget where he's brought you to this point. Because I'm telling you, there is a world out there that's trying to steal it, trying to take it from you. Doctrines are flying up all over the place, watering down the gospel. But let me tell you, there is still a place of power. There's still a place of deliverance. There's still a place where you can trust that God is a God of the miraculous. Don't fall for their junk. 
you stay true to the word of God, to the promises of God. And when it don't look like it, when it don't feel like it, when everybody around you says, curse your God and die, Job, you look at them and you say, if he slays me, I'm going to trust him anyway. They can only kill me once. Stand with me. I will do a work. I will complete my work. I will see it through. You will trust in me. You will call upon me. If you will allow me entrance, lay down the things you grasp and hold so tightly, the things that hinder, I will deliver, says the Lord. I will bring it to pass. The testimony is before you, for the testament is my promise. I am a God of power. I am here to do it now. Will you trust in me, says God. Thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit challenging us Obviously, the word of the Lord that comes to us today, I'm telling you, we're, it's never been so chaotic, the world. It's never been like this. So much heaviness, so much worry. Men's hearts are failing them for fear. But God promises that he's the God for now. He's the God for right now. He wants us to trust in him. He wants you to trust in him. Allow him to guide you through the storm. And on the other end of it is victory. He promises. I'm not making that promise. Because I can't fix your situation. I can't touch your grandson, Sister Kempton. I can't trust, I can't touch him. But God can. God can. God can go right where that little boy is and can touch him. God can miraculously raise him up. Brother Sister Kempton's great-grandson has need of a miracle. Cancer is shown back up. And how old is he? Four years old. Cancer has shown up in his brain. How many of you will pray for him? We believe that God is able. In his time, in his way, that's not always easy for us, is it? 
in his time, in his way, we trust in God. So today, with every head bowed and every eye closed, first of all, I want to ask if you, if you know him. Do you know him? Several folks were saved in the first service. And I would ask in this service today, is there anyone who would pray the prayer with us to accept Christ into your life, to know him for yourself as Lord and Savior? If you'd pray that prayer with me and you say, I'm ready, I'm ready, I, I want Jesus in my life, I want things to be made right between me and him, if that's you, would you just slip up your hand and write back down and we're going to pray with you right where you are. Is there anyone at all? God bless you, sir. Anyone else? I want to pray, Pastor. I want to pray. I need to pray this morning. I need Jesus in my life. Some have lifted their hand. Is there anyone else? All right. We're going to pray for these that have lifted their hand, asking God to be with them. It's not the words that we say. It's coming from your heart. It brings the salvation you want. We're just helping. We're just helping you get there. The Bible says if a man or a woman will believe in their heart, that he is the Christ, confess him with their mouth. They're saved. Anyone who comes to me, he says, I will in no wise cast out. So as you come to him today and these that are ready to pray, if anyone else would like to pray and you didn't want to lift your hand, that's all right. But tell someone because you have to confess it. You need to tell somebody. Pray this prayer with us as the church prays together. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you into my heart. You are the Son of God. You died on the cross. You rose from the dead. You purchased my salvation with your blood. Now be Lord of my life. I believe in my heart. You are the Christ. I accept you. I confess you. According to your word, I'm saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. So now, if you'll allow me, I would like to pray a, a prayer over you. I feel it in my heart. You're going to go through some things. Listen. You're going to go through some things. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Don't lose faith. Don't get weak. Trust Him. It's hard. Tammy, I know it's hard. Trust Him. You'll see your baby again. We'll see our loved ones again. They're shouting, time's coming. Shouting, time's coming. Because he's our rock. He's a fortress. He's a high tower. And those who run into him are safe. Safe. Let me pray over you. Father God, I come to you this morning. I thank you for our church. I thank you for brothers and sisters in Christ. Thank you for our children, the children's church, and our young people 
on retreat. I thank you, Lord, for our families, for our seniors. Thank you for our pastors and our ministers. Thank you, Lord, that we have a heart to please you. That we're not interested in a name for ourselves, but we're interested in the name above all names. Help us in our efforts to please you, God, to live for you and to raise up disciples of all nations. Help us in the name of Jesus. To trust you. Lord, to do more testifying than complaining. To do more trusting than worrying. To speak life not death, to see the good, to live out the promise, and not live in condemnation, and guilt, and shame. Lord, don't let our facial expression be discouragement, depression, anxiety, but let us be filled with joy unspeakable and full of glory with love that can't be compared, and peace that surpasses all understanding. Anoint us today, Lord, to live out a testimony to our communities, to our families, to our children. Help us to live out a testimony that says Jesus Christ is the rock, that he's a solid foundation. Help us to live out the hope of glory and the anchor of Christ. Help us to live out the truths, Lord, in front of them that speak loudly that they cannot, will not find answers in the schemes and devices of the enemy in this world. But God, the answer still to be found in the gospel message of Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord, to live out the hope of glory in our hearts and in our lives. Help us to lay down the weights and the sins that so easily beset us and run this race to win the prize. Help us, God. Help us, Lord, to walk in victory, to dance the dance of the redeemed. Oh, God, help us, Lord. I pray it in the name of Jesus Christ. I give you the glory. I give you the honor. We give you the praise, the thanks, we give you, Lord, all of our heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let's appreciate the pastor one more time for the word of God. Amen. God is good and God is so faithful. We want to go and live the victorious life this week. Amen. Once, just uh, as a, uh, just want to let you know, you've seen uh, some paperwork in your seat that kind of looks like this. My